welcome to another edition of our honest series for the city business festival we are in our final week and this week is focused on agri and agribusiness which is one of our favorites on city well our partners for the business festival are apsa and for this week our partner is the unit that deals with agri and agribusiness the head of that unit is called william nete he's joined us again to talk about the agricultural sector its growing importance for our financial institutions, the agric value chain, what it means, the opportunities within the value chain, and how businesses can also position themselves to attract the right kind of money so they can move their agric business to the next level. William, good to see you. Good to see you, Bernard. You are so, you? I'm fine. You are soldiering on. You are soldiering on in the agric section of a big bank. How, how is it going? It is going very well, Bernard. It has been very good. We have put out a lot over the past few weeks, and I'm sure my colleagues have been here to mention upside is at the forefront of sharing in the in the growth of our people and our businesses and I, I think that it is going very well. Your SME colleagues, Audrey and Co, have been very excited about what their one million ten percent interest is doing. So SMEs generally seem to be happy, but they mentioned agribusiness. So I noticed they mentioned women run businesses, people under 35. They mentioned fintechs and they mentioned agribusiness, which I'm sure makes you very happy. It is. It is. It's very, it's very exciting. In fact, agribusiness is the lead. Um, we really pushed for this uh, because we realized that when it comes to agribusiness, lending and or borrowing at the normal interest rates was not feasible. I mean, when you look at all the challenges that, uh, are, you know, faced by our farmers we needed to do something so we were intentional in going to look for partners who would support us and we've mentioned so many of our partners before in the area of uh, supporting us to provide training in the area of lending in the area of even providing some risk mitigation and all of those so we were really intentional but also we realized that the you the women who are uh, at a disadvantage, need to be supported, and that's why we went for that. Let's talk about agri, agribusiness, and the value chain. The way I see it is, agri is like this: the core. Agribusiness is around, but I think the value chain stretches it from end to end. Is that how I should look at it? Yeah, the value chain is the is the whole process of you know putting activities that are within a, a sector that produces from from production to the uh, consumer and so all the activities along the chain are involved in, in this uh, when you talk about agribusiness from right from the word go um, this is taken into consideration uh, when when looking for financing when looking for information all these things form part of the value chain and i think that it is critical any all of us are part of the value agri value chain because we are either producing we are either a consumer one way or the other and so we all have to help to make it make it work um when you look at the value chain uh, it starts from the input dealer who would deal with the basic things uh, like the seed the fertilizer the mechanization and then it will be passed on to a producer which who is a farmer or farmer association and then they would produce and then after that they would pass it on i mean within our settings uh, aggregators play a major part and because we have a lot of 
smallholders we need these uh, aggregators to go around and then mop up all from the one acre one acre farmers and make sure that they are all together and then that can be passed on to uh, maybe a processor or an exporter and then it goes to the, the final consumer so that's actually five distinct areas so input dealers the production. producer itself so the inputs which is a pre-production yeah there's production yeah then there's aggregation yeah then there's could there also be transportation yes they, so transportation uh, yes it's part of aggregation because once you aggregate you have to transport yes. and, but also there are um, other links to the to the main uh, chain who which includes like the the financial institutions information the media research you know marketing all those things fit into this chain and they are really important and we need to really look at them because they are the they they are the uh, fuel that keeps the uh, value chain running and then there's also the production and then of course the consumption yeah when i look at the input dealer seed fertilizer mechanization how big is this area and how fast is it growing i ask this because i've heard of a couple of fertilizer companies that have been set up i think the president commissioned a few in the past couple of years and there are a lot more large fertilizer companies coming in um i also know that there's a big discussion about seeds and getting sustainable seeds just give me an insight into how big these are and whether there are even enough local ones because what the sense i get is a lot of these companies are also foreign so sometimes they get money from outside before they come in so the local finance doesn't really cater to their needs just your general thoughts on that right so bernard there they are quite big um they are both local and and foreign uh, like you said the foreign usually have financing from outside so uh, not much but they also contribute significantly to the to the value chain. Um, what that means is that for us, where do we position ourselves to receive some of these um, inputs that are being brought, whether it's brought by a local company or a foreign company? They come in and then bring in these uh, fertilizer and, and inputs, and, and then they are given to, to farmers. There are schemes that have been created out of this that put our farmers in a very good position. I mean, if you are a farmer and or you are a, a number of farmers in an area and you put yourselves together and you approach any of these input dealers, you are you are likely to get uh, some support. And that is where the value chain uh, uh, issue becomes very critical because then if you are a single farmer, you have to go and buy maybe four bags for your for your for your acre land. But if you put yourselves together, you can then go and negotiate. They, they, they are able to then give you credit. So they themselves offer credit. And that is where the credit begins to start. For us as uh, the financial institutions, it creates opportunity for us. Um, we do LCs for these um, you know, input dealers when they, when they need to import. We mm -hmm. do financing. Some of them go ahead and, and uh, finance some of the farmers. And we, we finance them as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a great opportunity. In fact, if you look at our portfolio at APSA, mm -hmm. you you realize that a big chunk of our agri, uh, agri lending, yes, lending goes to uh, input, wow. uh, input, input. Uh, Will the pre-production also include irrigation? And is irrigation something that can or should attract finance? I ask this because, look, rainfed agriculture is not going to take us anywhere. So generally, you should see irrigation as a core part of the process. I don't see 
a lot of I, I don't understand the business of irrigation my, my guess is that if you are doing irrigation you are probably producing pumps you are producing sprinklers and you're producing things that can transport water i don't know whether any of them have come up and whether that's an area that a green food should be looking at what are your thoughts well um not necessarily is greenfield, but there are some that are also in the system that are producing uh, some. They may not produce uh, the the equipment like the pumps and stuff, but they produce the 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 tubes that carry the water and all of those. And those are very essential in the in the development of the of the of the production itself. So, yes, there are. Quite a bit. It's an area we need to look at where we begin to model some of these things and begin to, you know, develop them so that we can we can have uh, all year round all year round farming. There are a few businesses, agribusinesses, that are using uh, irrigation effectively and and more so with uh, climate change coming in, people are beginning to look at it more and more and so people do approach us for right. financing into that area we are talking about financing within the agribusiness value chain my guest my guest is the head of agribusiness at absa william nete we're, we're just going through the pre-production production processing distribution and the retail do you lend to cooperatives and what's the difference between learning to an individual farmer an association versus a cooperative thank you bernard and uh, for us, as we have put our new brand proposition, we are empowering Africa's tomorrow together, mm-hmm. one story at a time. And we, we are taking the story one, 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 one at a time. So we deal with everybody along the value chain. We look at smallholder farmers. We look at uh, large you know, farmers. We look at associations. But also we have to be, we have to be you know, strategic in, in positioning some of these things. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned to you, when you deal with the value chain, you want to see what would be the most effective way of reaching out to these. Mm-hmm. So if it's an individual farmer, has he done, what is the acreage that he's doing? Is it large enough? Does he have the capacity? You look at all of those in terms of, you know, before you are able to make a decision a decision on that. When you look at the smaller ones, you find you find that it will be difficult to even be reaching, able to reach them at their very local uh, locations. So what you can do, or what we do, is to work with various actors within the value chain. You can get an aggregator, you can get an input dealer, you can get a, a processor within the locality who has closer link with these uh, farmers, and then we, we support them. So we have supported a number of um, aggregators who go around, organize these farmers. Sometimes we do visit along with them. They they organize them, speak to them, what they the, the quality and the quantities that they will be needing over the next few months and then with that we are able to support them and then the, the support is tri- trickled down to these uh, smallholder farmers but we keep an eye on it because our partners are also interested in those information now let's come to the processing side i wanted to ask about meals rice meals in particular because you know planting for food and jobs focus on the greens so rice uh, maize, sorghum, and when I speak to farmers, the general point is about milling capacity. What are your thoughts about that? And in terms of, is there opportunity there? Are you are you seeing demand from the millers? Because if you want to develop the rice value chain, 
apart from production, if the milling capacity is big, then more rice can be milled and then we can have the rice in the form we want. So I feel like milling is a key part of the value chain that must be targeted. But do you, what's the issue with mills? Is it that they, they are too expensive to build? Is it that there isn't enough rice coming in? Is it that they cannot be maintained? Is it that there's too much imported rice and therefore people don't want to mill? What are, your issues, what are the issues with mills? Right. So, so the, the mills are also part of the rice value chain. So when we talk about value chain, we've talked about uh, it generally, but we also have crops and then their value chain. So the mill forms a, 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 a part of the rice value chain. And it's, it's important because once the, the, the rice is produced, it goes, gets dried and then, and then it's milled. Um, we have, we have not come to that point where we have capacity enough, okay, mm-hmm. to, to mill this rice. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes once it's, uh, uh, it's time for milling, it becomes a problem. You would have uh, farmers complain that mills are, you know, there aren't, uh, sufficient mills to do, to do those, those jobs. So it's, it's, um, it, 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 we don't have enough. So there's potential, there's potential for, more. for more. There's potential exactly. for more. There's potential for more. I mean, if you look around, and sometimes the, the issues that we've had is the, the the local mills, the smaller mills, also do not have the capacity financially to be able to mop up the rice enough at at the uh, uh, time when when it is in season, and so then it becomes uh, the the uh, glut is created. And so financed. it means that. If I came to you with a proposal for financing a mill, you would want to see location in terms of whether there's enough rice around. Exactly, Ben. You would want to see capacity and scale so that I will put the mill to work throughout the period so I can have enough cash flow to pay. Exactly the point. And then also the type of mill I'm bringing so that it doesn't break down every week. Type of, th- type of. Those are some of the questions you'll yeah, be asking. Definitely. We, we will visit the mill. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, we were in uh, Sutrari to visit a mill that, you know, produce local rice. And, mm-hmm. and we are very intentional about supporting local businesses. And so, uh, under uh, partnership uh, SME loan at 10% that we are offering, it's a, it's a key thing to support local businesses to scale wonderful let's let's talk about food processing and packaging generally when i drive on the motorway i see a lot of companies how fast is that area developing and is it core agric for you when so people are doing biscuits people are doing um fruits that they dry people are doing a lot of these are local now when you are examining the agric value chain and looking at your lendings do you consider these food processing and food packaging companies as part of your agri- agribusiness portfolio? Bernard, interesting you mentioned that because we've had discussions recently on, on packaging and we've talked to our partners about it and told them that, look, it's a very key area that we need to look at. Look at, I mean, the, the, the food that we eat, presentation forms a major part. When you go to a hotel, you may have to pay maybe three times what you pay if you bought it uh, somewhere else. It's just about the presentation and the packaging. And we we think that that has to be considered. And so we, we, we've had some discussions on them. So packaging is key because that is what we also take what the farmers have done, add value to it, and then present it in a way that, that will uh, cause the, the value to, to increase. We are lending into those areas. We look at it as a very key uh, part of the value chain and um, that is what can it, it will take us 
over the borders. It will take us into West Africa. It will take us into Europe. Those who are selling into Europe uh, as you know non-traditional exports and all those, they need to package it to the taste of the of the market. I, today, what I want to push across is that the market drives the value chain. The market is the one who tells you what you should produce, how you should produce it, and then I will take it. So if you don't produce to meet the needs of the market, we are wasting our time. And that is one of the things we need to do. We're talking to William Nete of APSA. He's head of agribusiness. We're discussing financing within the agri-value chain. We'll come back and speak about specific types of finance available for different parts of the value chain where he will delve into some of their solutions and some interesting names they call those products. Stay with us. back this is our honest series city business festival 2023 and we're discussing agri, agri and agribusiness this week my guest is william nete head of agribusiness at apsa he's given us a very interesting uh, presentation so far pre-production seed suppliers fertilizer irrigation production farmers associations cooperatives processing mills food processing food packaging let's talk about the other two distribution you said that's also a big area by that you're talking about what trading companies and what and, and logistics moving moving business uh, the agri business products around mm-hmm. i think that is is also very key for us how once the thing is produced if they are not able to move it then it becomes a challenge so we under uh, uh, products that we offer do um, what we call commercial asset financing where we provide you know, financing for trucks, for uh, moving vehicles, to be able to move these uh, produce from one place to the other. And we, we, we have been following up, and that is, that is causing a lot of, uh, you know, growth in the areas that, that we want to see, especially with, uh, like I mentioned, the aggregators. Once they've, they've piled it on, they need to move it and quickly. And so those are areas that we, we really want, you know. So what type of finance, whilst we are here? Yeah will fit a company within a distribution aspect of the value chain? We'll, we'll look at uh, a, a commercial asset finance. So a commercial asset finance would be basically for you to get equipment or, or vehicles, let me put it, vehicles to be able to move the, the produce. Uh, we would do, you would come in with your financials, we would assess it, um, and we're able to give you up to three years for you to to pay back even for some equipment you are able to go up to five years and then you are you know you you'll be able to to clear it but that also helps in moving uh, commodities around so commercial asset finance let's go back to processing we talked about mills food processing companies and packaging companies what kind of finance would typically work for such companies uh, for, for them for them would do working capital okay mainly working capital because they are 
for some of them, they've, they have the equipment. If they need equipment replacement, we'll still do the commercial asset financing for them. But if mainly to be working capital, where they need to buy packaging materials, where they need to buy uh, raw materials from the farmers, so on a regular basis, you know, and usually we'll put in a line where if they produce and it will take them, let's say, 30 days or, or 50 days to sell, we, we, we model the repayment along those lines. So the financing is given, you say that, okay, you are buying maize, you are buying soya, you are buying uh, sorghum, you process it, uh, you sell it, it will take you another maybe 14 days for mm -hmm. repayment. And so we give you up to maybe 45 days, uh, 60 days for you to turn the, the, the production around and then and then bring the money. Then you come over and, and take it again. So it's a working capital. We also do the revolver that allows you to, to be turning, turning uh, the money around uh, quite often. So when you are discussing various types of lending, the difference will be the structuring. And the structuring would be how it is... Did, uh, sort of disperse and now it's paid back yes and so over over the cycle that your business runs so we will not give you a loan and and if the cycle is 60 days for for the money to come back we say we'll pay on a monthly basis that would mean that we are setting you up for 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 uh, trouble so we'll look at the cycles that you run some some are 90 days it takes 90 days to go to the farmers mobilize bring it mm -hmm. clean it uh, package it send it out and then uh, the payment is sent to the the consumer or the final uh, buyer and then repayment comes in that would take some time and then we we model it as such so that's the difference so working capital for most processing yeah. commercial asset finance for distribution companies typically but typically. that's not it's not exclusive it's not what about the production guys the farmers the associations and the cooperatives what kind of facilities would be useful there say same as we will do the commercial asset financing for those who want to buy tractors, who want to buy shellers, who want to buy you know, small equipment. And then we also do the working capital, where they will use it to buy seed, seed, seed fertilizer, and chemicals to spray their, their farms. But do you work there? So, for example, I, I plant rice. I don't know how long rice takes to mature. Three months. Right? Three months, right. So... Or let's say I go for maize seeds mm -hmm. and I buy, and you give me a loan. You you will look at the production cycle, knowing when I would have sold it for my payment to kick in. That's what you're telling De me. Definitely, Bernard. We will look at it, and it's it's a very important part of what we do in the mm -hmm. in the restructure. And we need to understand the crop. So for us, we provide training to uh, 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 relationship managers and all those who are involved in in agribusiness so that we understand the cycles, we understand how, how this thing works. But we would look at when production will start, pre-production activities, when production itself will start, and then when you are to harvest. Even at the time of harvest, for some of the uh, grains, you need time for it to, to dry. So we put all those into into perspective before repayment, repayment starts. I, I must say that um, we want to see growth in the people we work with and that is why again i'm mentioning how we are we are leveraged on partnerships so that we can reach to these people at, at a good rate so that they will also be able to do business and 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 some some good income on, on what they do so you see i'm working my way backwards i'll yeah. come back to retail at the end but I, i'm working my way you said the market is the driver of the value chain so i've left that for the end pre-production 
seed supplier, fertilizer suppliers, what kind of uh, facilities would they typically qualify for? Okay. So, like I mentioned, they are quite big. So, for some of them, they would do LCs where they would use that to import um, fertilizers or seed or mm -hmm. whatever they have to. Uh, they have they have linked uh, businesses across the world that they, they, they buy from. This can be given to mm -hmm. them on credit. And so, within the credit period, we, we raise an LC. By the time they are ready to to pay or they, they are ready to pay you know they would have built up some cash and then the payment is done this allows them to also have uh, some working capital on their side uh, in their business but we also do working capital for them in terms of what they would they would do locally um, they will take a facility to buy some more from others who would not offer them lcs they will buy from other local companies and so you know, a, a variety of trade loans are made available to these uh, businesses. It's uh, still the City Business Festival on a series discussing the agri and agribusiness value chain. We're talking financing with uh, William Nete of Absa Bank, discussing the nuances of the agribusiness. Now, you said that the the market drives the value chain. What did you mean by that? Bernard, I, I said so because, I mean, everything we do has to... I mean, for agri, it has to be eaten or, or utilized, okay? And the end, the end buyer is the, is the market. Mm -hmm. They drive whatever we do. So when the, whether we do, you know, edible crops, we do the rice, the maize, and then the soya, we do the vegetables, we do the, uh, the fruits and all that. The end buyer determines what they want to eat. If we... If we produce something that do not meet their specifications, they will reject it. And they will reject it whether locally or, or foreign. And so in terms of presenting ourselves, we need to introduce innovations that would meet the needs of these buyers. If we are producing rice locally and the people are saying that we are not eating local rice because the variety you are producing is not what we know, then we need to change. We need to find resources and research and make sure that we are turning it around and making sure that people are having uh, what they, they, they want. And when they, I, I've always said that Ghanaians do not want to eat foreign rice. Ghanaians want to eat quality rice and, you know, whether it's, or local. whether it's foreign or local is the quality they want it's the quality they want and and the, and the and the affordability so if we are able to put these in in place i don't think Ghanaians would just say oh, we want to foreign rice for the sake of say we want foreign rice so we need to put together what the market need add research add innovation and add you know quality service that would and meet the needs of market and i think that will make a lot so of progress there are wholesalers there are retailers and then there are export companies uh where do you see potential and where any examples of s levels of this retail that is attracting finance from your end let, let me start from the from the export I, I i think that we we all know the situation we find ourselves in currently mm -hmm. and so if we can produce and produce enough and i've always said why don't we produce enough to feed ourselves mm -hmm. and be able to export? And that would, that would, uh, you know, it would it would solve a lot of our problems. So export, I think, has a lot of potential. Just that it has to be done right, and the right people have to be involved. Uh, we have seen some challenges when people have exported from here. 
it's the export goes and then there are there are challenges is rejected it's uh issues are raised with it it causes losses i don't think that 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 is what works but if there are companies that are exporting local companies foreign companies that are exporting and bringing as the you know the for, foreign exchange i think that is that is key Wonderful. for the wholesalers mm-hmm. they would go out there and 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 buy you know in 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 bulk, in bulk quantities for for on what on what sale to processors or mm-hmm. for exporting or for other things and mm-hmm. we also make funds available to them and mm-hmm. there's opportunity because the export market is growing the local market is also growing mm-hmm. and for the retail those i mean the retail people turn out to be those who are buying also from small holder farmers and, and we also make funds available to them so that we can mop up what is on the ground um a lot of production. I, I think we have to be grateful to God. This this year it has rained quite okay as compared to previous years. <laughs> and uh, I hope that we have produced sufficiently. I wonder whether the rain is d- distributed in the way the farmers want. Because some, you know, the rains are falling in Accra and other places. Yeah. But sometimes the, the timing of the rain affects, affects. And also the other point is if I came to you as a, an agribusiness, depending on rain, I'm sure you say, no, you need to have an irrigation scheme worked in, particularly for certain kinds of crops like vegetables, where you cannot depend on the rain. Yes, for some crops, the rain can work, but when I'm doing cabbage, I'm doing lettuce, I'm doing onions, sweet pepper, and I'm doing tomatoes, I'm sure you would insist that there should be some irrigation, should there not be? We, 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 do, we do look at the crops and, and what you know what the requirements are and like you said yes there are some there are some crops that would need the water consistently so these uh, have to be available even when it's raining there are times there are dry spells so we need to have them so i, I agree with you I, I think that there are also some crops in fact for us what we have done over the years even in the north have been more of um you know the cereals and then and we have we have seen a lot of a lot of progress for some of them they are rain failures and, and other things and that is where we are pushing for innovation in the area of adding irrigation to what they do and, and so is this your 10 percent for f- because what i was told was that it's a specialized product that you're doing with mastercard and other partners so that's fine MasterCard foundation foundation yes. yes so if i'm an agri business i don't need to be below 35 i qualify is that what it is? Just explain the nuances there for me. So, so for agribusiness, uh, you qualify because we want across the value chain. Across the value chain, for agribusiness, wow. you qualify. And right. this is ten percent. How long are you going to be doing this? Because it's much lower than the rate that prevails on even your normal bank lending. Yeah. And for other banks, yes, ten percent. I mean, globally, you can say ten percent is not that low but for ghana 10 percent is low it's really low yeah it's really low when you look at where general is sitting at you know around 26 thereabouts, um it's it's really low and, and that's 10 percent per annum per annum not yes. per month yes and we've received support from bank of ghana from various you know you know actors within the, the thing but like i said earlier we were very intentional that agri is is a major part if you look at contribution to agri over the past few years we've been below 20 percent which was not the case previously and we need to lift up agri uh, in in you know as part of the services that uh, we provide what are your final thoughts 
Bernard, my final thoughts are that the opportunities are great for the, for Ghanaians, mm. and we need to we need to jump in there. Like I mentioned, the market is open and it's it's ready for investment, mm-hmm. and we are we as a bank, like I said, going back to our brand proposition that we are empowering Africa's tomorrow together, mm. one story at a time, and we are pulling. We want to pull everybody along. Whether you are in the village, whether you are in the city, whether you are starting, I mean, when we look at uh, um, unsecured lending, which is you know the, the under the ten percent, we want you to begin to build some uh, relationship with us over a period, and then we are able to support you. So I think that uh, it's a very exciting time. We are welcoming everybody to come along, and we'll grow together. William Nete is the head of agribusiness at Absa, speaking to us on our on-air series for the City Business Festival, looking at agric, agribusiness value chain and finance. This program has been brought to you in partnership with APSA Bank with support from MTN, MTN Business and Momo, Gersal and ZP. Stay with us.